Welcome to Karura's weekly podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time to journey with us. We hope your spiritual life will be transformed as you listen in. We start in three, two, one. Amen. Thank you, Dago. Let's appreciate Pastor Dago one more time. Amen. I want to start by thanking the leadership of the church for allowing you know, us who are young pastors who are coming up to share God's word with God's people. It is through those platforms and their ability and being allowed to be thrown in the deep end and make a few mistakes that makes people excellent people. Uh, after you've made all the mistakes there are to make, uh, then what remains is excellence. And I'm hoping and I'm praying that many others will rise and be given the chance to to make mistakes and to try and to try and swim until they can swim in the deep end. So let's appreciate the leadership of Karura Community Chapel for their mentorship. Amen. <clears throat> Before we get into the word, allow me to read a message that I was given to read to you by the fundraising committee. They said on behalf of the church leadership we'd like to say thank you for taking with us this journey of faith as we build our community worship and community center through the faithful giving of you the congregation we managed to raise 48 million 49,503 this year amen god is good may god continue to bless you and walk with you. Merry Christmas from the fundraising committee. Let's appreciate them one more time. So I had to read that message uh, before I start. I want us to rise and read the word together. The message for today and the next two Sundays, I believe, is characters of the credo. Char characters of the credo. And I want us to read Matthew chapter 1. I will read, but it will be on the screen. It's there actually. The Bible says, and as I read, as we, as we think about characters of the credo, and I, as I read, note those characters and how they behave around the birth of Jesus and what they represent. And then we'll look at them. We'll look at some in just very uh, brief way. We'll just list. But some... We will delve um, into their character in depth and then we'll finish with the reason for the season which is Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, we will read all the way to chapter 2 verse 12. The Bible says, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary the version is NIV. His mother Mary pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she, found, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and did, did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, 
because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill the, the, the Lord, to, to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary as his wife. But he, had not, he did not consummate their marriage until he gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Please remain standing. It's a long text. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east, of the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we, we have come to worship him. Then when King Herod heard, please note this, he heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, please note, they reply immediately. For this is what the prophet has written. They even know what was written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, and by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. We continue, when, then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Verse 9, after they had heard the king, they went on their way and the, and the star they had seen um, when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was verse 10 when they saw the star they were overjoyed amen on coming to the house they saw the child and the mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him meaning Jesus when they opened their treasures then they opened their treasures and present, presented him with gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh verse 12 which is the last verse and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let us say a prayer. Holy Spirit of God, you are the one who inspired people to write these words. So there cannot be an interpretation of the word without your help. So we pray that today as we sit to look at the characters of the credo, that you will reveal to us. Give us a fresh revelation of your word. I pray this trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. We can take our seats. The sermon title is Characters of the Credo. And when you hear Characters of the Credo, you, it, it seems complicated it seems theological but a credo is a baby's bed or coat 
um alex if i could have the stool and some oh, oh pastor wallace the stool and some water i'll really appreciate the cradle just means the baby's bed or quotes the characters are people in that text characters just means people in a novel a play or a film the people involved there and we just read in that text and i want us to look at those people in that text in that character those characters in that text number one you will see if you read just previous verses from where we started you will see people who are mentioned there as people who appear in the genealogy of Jesus and next Sunday Pastor Wallace will be handling that people who are mentioned before Jesus is born but after he was born there are 42 generations in number and you can get that in Matthew chapter 1 verse 17 but there is Mary the mother of Jesus Matthew 1:18 and she cannot be ignored but she cannot be worshiped and we'll see that from the magi who they actually worship the holy spirit of god is there this one this is the person responsible for the conception of the child jesus so very important character in that particular text but today is not um a study of the holy ghost so we pass then we have joseph the bible introduces joseph as one who is righteous he obeys the law and because of his righteousness and obedience to the law he did not want to expose mary to public um disgrace and righteous men must learn from joseph that we don't expose each other to public disgrace and we can learn a lot from him and when you get time please go and study uh Joseph then we have the angel who was sent in Matthew 1:20 and if you have time you can study that but today there are characters that we I want to spend a little bit of more time than the ones we've just listed one is Herod the king of Judea he hears the news that a king has been born And the Bible says he was saddened. He was not happy about that news and we'll see why. Then we have the people's chief priests, teachers of the law. These ones Herod called them and asked them exactly where Jesus will be born. They know about Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. And then we have the wise men from the east. These are the ones we will spend time on and see how they behave during this time of the birth of Jesus. the wise men and if you care anything for wisdom if you want one day to be called a wise man you must look at this man and see how they behaved i'd like to start with king herod king herod was not happy when he heard the news about jesus not because he hates jesus by the way it's because of the word king of the jews by this time king herod is the king of course and he has a succession plan just like many leaders have a succession plan he wouldn't want to leave the throne to anybody other than his sons 
And Herod insisted, if you study about him, to not be called Herod, but to be called Herod the Great. He had something going on with him. He wanted that um, to be to be almost worshipped. The spirit of Herod of Judea is very much alive today. These are the people who are threatened by the presence of Jesus in their space. Not because they hate Jesus, but because his mere presence is a threat to their personal agenda. This is an African leader, for example, and in Africa we have many examples of this, who cannot marinate over the idea that one day they'll be out of power. So they protect, they fight to get to power, they fight to protect power, and to retain power through other people. And this is the spirit that was operating in Herod during that time, king of Judea. This spirit is in producers when we singers go to sing and producers tell us reduce the name of Jesus not because they hate him amen but because Jesus's name is mentioned too much and they might the song might not be played in secular stations so they tell you reduce Yesu kidogo to award committees and academies that say if you change if you that name is, I mean, that song is a good song, but it has Jesus in it. That article is, is a good article, but if you remove Jesus, then we will consider uh, nominating you. Friends who are offended by one of them who won't go out with them on a Friday evening because that person loves Jesus. These friends are offended by your love for Jesus, not because they hate Jesus, but because this, your Jesus, is preventing their agenda someone who won't take a bribe because they are born again do you know how the people you know the the for example it's an office setup everybody has agreed that this is the deal we are doing and then you choose ah, ah me i won't be in that um uh, committee or whatever you guys are doing because i love jesus they get offended because jesus is now in their way your Jesus is on their way. A boyfriend who wants an agenda with a girlfriend, but because the girlfriend loves Jesus, this boyfriend feels that the presence of Jesus in this relationship is affecting us. This is alive and well, and that was Herod those days, and it is still alive even today. People who feel threatened by the mere presence of Jesus in whatever they are doing. I want us to look at another character. We are done with Herod. Let's look at Herod introduces us to people called the chief priests and teachers of the law. And he asked them, he asked them a question. He asked them, guys, do you know where Jesus will be born? They don't even take seconds. They know it like this. They don't say, um, King live forever. Allow us to go and study. No. Allow us to go and pray, no. Allow us to go and look at what the scriptures say, no. They know. These ones know where Jesus was born. But there's just one problem with them. They don't follow the Magi's to go and worship Jesus. They know where he's born. And you'll encounter many people like this. 
they know about Jesus but they don't know Jesus they research to argue not for transformation they have biblical facts that don't add any spiritual value to the kingdom of God church you must rise above this level of knowing Jesus for the sake of argument but there's no real change there's no real fruit in your life you must rise above people like this when you meet them they all they want is to argue and if there's absolutely no value spiritual value whether you agree with them or not i want us to look at some of the things that people have argued um people like that people who have facts they have biblical facts and they'd like to argue not for the sake of transformation but so that they win there is a modern argument now about the name of Jesus that it was not actually Jesus it was Yeshua HaMashiach which we agree and those people who stuck on one side and say don't call him Jesus cannot they they cannot understand how Yeshua HaMashiach came to be Jesus in that translation and they will spend so much time convincing you that when the bible talks about the name the name of Jesus having power it doesn't mean the power is in the j e s u s it is in that person the son of god he has power if you call on him he hears when we say john's name is spoiled in the office or in the estate when we say ah jina ya john imearibika pa kwa estate we don't mean the j is bent the o is faded the h is inverted and the n is upside down we mean the character of john and so there's a sense in which god god's agenda goes beyond a name and i do not belittle the power of a name there's power in a name we've seen people called wanjohi drinking themselves um, crazy we've seen that and we've seen very poor people down at the coast who are called maskini uh, abdallah maskini or something there's something in a name but there's also a sense in which god's agenda in your life can go beyond a name you will be reminded that the name shadrach meshach and abednego were not the real names of those people the hebrew names were hananiah mishael and azariah it is the babylonian um, eunuchs that changed those names church even though the names of those three young men was were changed it did not stop god's agenda in their life so there's so much in a name but god's agenda goes beyond the other thing people would like to argue in this season and it's subtle here in nairobi but as you go to the villages you'll hear these arguments when was he born there are people who would like to say it was not 25th it was not christmas you guys are just um and they'll get facts and they'll get calendars going the focus here is that let jesus be born in our hearts the date does not matter amen you will hear arguments about the color of his skin and there's a new uprising now 
and they are saying the, the Jesus, they, he was a black Jesus. Guys, again, we must rise above that. In Isaiah 53 verse 2, Isaiah describes how Jesus looked like. And he says this, this is physical appearance of Jesus. He says, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. There is nothing physical in the person of Jesus that you can look and say, this attracted me to him. Not his hair, not his color, not his physical stature, not his height, nothing. Isaiah 53 2 goes on to say, nothing in his appearance that we should desire of him. Nothing in his appearance. So whether he was black or pink or blue, there is nothing in his physical body to attract us. But his purpose on earth is what attracts us to, to him. His person um, in, the, in the deity. The other argument you'll hear a lot is that Jesus is a foreign idea. That this idea of this Jesus is a Mzungu idea. You'll hear that a lot. And those kind of thinking is on the rise. If you've not heard, you will hear. The person telling you that, that Jesus is a foreign idea, is holding on his phone an iPhone. And he's saying, but he's holding a phone. The phone was not made by his forefathers. Praise the Lord, church. So there is a bias towards particularly Jesus when it comes to those things. So they want to argue that this idea was brought by someone. But then every other idea of education and roads and phones and gadgets, that they have no problem with. You must rise above that and love Jesus. This is, I love what the African Commentary Bible has said about those people who like arguing with facts. The Bible, um, that African Commentary Bible says this, the chief priests were the custodians of the word of God. They were the trained theologians of the day. They knew exactly what the scripture said about every subject. Their training was indeed thorough. Starting as, an, as early as five years old, they followed the most learned rabbis until they were about 30 years old. Imagine when they would be recognized as rabbis in their own right and were qualified to train the disciples. Although these experts knew what scripture said and were able to guide the Magi to Bethlehem, they themselves did not bother to follow them to Jesus. Our pride in our knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Bible and the church may turn out to be a snare in the end. May you not be found in this snare of just arguing and arguing and there's no real fruit in your life that people can see and say we have seen change in your life. The last group of people that will form the major part of my sermon which is the second part of my sermon and I would like to spend time here is the wise men from the east. They were called the Magi. These guys are the ones we must look at. And like I said, if you love wisdom, study the people the Bible calls wise. And they are not hard to find. There is the five foolish virgins, and then there is what? 
the wise ones. You must study these wise ones. What did they do to be called wise? And the Bible also talks about the foolish builder and the wise builder. You must study both. For the foolish builder, you study... You study the foolish builder so that you know what not to do. Then you study the wise builder to know what to do. The Bible says in Matthew 2, 11, On coming to the house, these are now the Magi, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They, then they opened their treasure and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. These are the guys we must look. We must look at and say, I want to be like these guys. And I know it's too late to throw in a subtitle right now. But this is the subtitle of this message. Keep Jesus Christ the reason for the season. Keep Jesus Christ the reason for the season. And this last part or second part of the sermon has an objective. And that objective is to help the church to take a journey into the cradle. See everybody in the cradle, but see Jesus and worship him just like the wise men. And do the same in every situation in your lives, especially when reading scripture. The simple, the principle of interpreting scripture in theology is called hermeneutics. Hermeneutics helps you, if you study that field, to look at scripture and interpret. But forget hermeneutics today. Let's look at him-maneutics. Looking at scripture and seeing him. When Elohim in Genesis says, let us create man in our own image, you see him. When God sends um, Melchizedek to Abraham, you see Melchizedek serving Abraham, the body of Christ, and the wine, which is the blood of Christ. See him in scripture. When Isaac is almost killed and a lamb is provided, see Jesus in that. And when the most trusted servant of Abraham is sent to get a wife for Isaac, see yourself being sent to the world to get a wife for Jesus. Amen. So see Jesus. The wise men must be studied. We must look at them if we care anything, anything for wisdom. As a young man, if you want to build anything, then you want wisdom. Because the Bible says, by wisdom, a house is built. Look at anyone in the Bible called wise. Study them. The wise builder, the five virgins who are wise. Because Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 12 says this, For wisdom is protection, just as money is protection. But the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the lives of its possessors. Something money cannot do. Proverbs 16, 16 says, How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding is to be chosen above silver. 
Proverbs 8, and this is for the people who would like to vie in 2022 for anything. Or one day, maybe not next year, but one day you'd like to vie. Proverbs 18, 15 is for you. By me, kings reign and rulers decrees that are just. Issue decrees that are just. Proverbs 24, 3 to 4, by wisdom a house is built. Whatever you want to do in life, it is found in wisdom. It is found in wisdom. And we must study these wise men and what they did. And we'll just look at three thoughts of the wise men and what they did. And then we are done with today's sermon. Number one, they viewed Jesus as a solution. They viewed Jesus as a solution. From the word go, when they came to look for Jesus, they said, we are looking for the king. We are looking for the king. Many people don't look at Jesus like this. They look at Jesus as a prophet. I know many, many um, religions that call Jesus a prophet. There are people who look at Jesus as someone who was on earth and he really inspired us. So Jesus is in the same WhatsApp group with Martin Luther and, and Mahatma Gandhi. But Jesus must be seen for who he is. He is above that. In John 14 verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Every religion, ladies and gentlemen, every religion agrees that the world as it is right now is not the way it was meant to be. Everybody agrees. If you ask the Indians, they will tell you there is a problem. How it was meant to be is not how it is now. If you ask the Jews, both Adventist and none, they will tell you there is a problem in the world today. If you ask the Muslims, they will tell you there is a problem. It is in the solution that we differ. Many, many people have presented law as the solution. Obedience to the law. And have replaced that with the grace and the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. I want to show you a video, a short video, to show the law is good. In fact, Jesus said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to establish it. So I want us to look at this video and see someone who obeyed the law, but still failed. Media team. video is not ready okay we'll see the video later but I want to it's ready okay. not ready yeah it's okay so we'll give it some time but before they prepare the video I have an illustration Suppose one of you congregants would go to Pastangari and say, you know, you guys, now you are over 20 pastors. We don't know who is who. We'd like to identify pastors. We'd like, as I walk on the corridor, I want to know this is a pastor, this is a nation. And then Pastangari would come up with a law. Beautiful. He would say, every one of you pastors will wear a badge. Praise the Lord. 
you will wear a badge and this badge will help the congregants to identify you and I as Pitson will say okay this is the law so I'll obey it and then I wear the badge like this is it am I obeying the law like the words the law as it was given to me by Pastangare, am I obeying it? Yes. He said, he said, wear the badge. Am I wearing the badge? He says, wear the badge whenever you come to church so that congregants can, 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 can identify you. Am I wearing the badge in church? Yes. But is it serving the purpose? No, it's not. And this is the limit of the law, that it is possible for someone to obey is it it is possible for someone to obey and yet twist the obedience the guy was obeying he was told you will fall and we will we will catch you but he chose the direction to fall and that's the limitation of the law the law is good it must be applied somewhere somewhere we can't we can't go grace hundred percent but we can't also go law a hundred percent if I stand here and say could we all rise that's the law I have given a law but if anyone has a problem with their feet they can't obey that law but when Jesus says take your mat and leave he's not giving a command he's speaking grace into that um, situation and even a disease in the feet obeys this is what Paul said in Romans 13, 18, 8 to 13. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt of love to one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love does not harm, does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love, love is the fulfillment of the law. When they see the work of Jesus in your life, they notice something is different with you. You're not shouting and calling people names. You're not easily angered. They love the Jesus in you. They don't love the Jesus you will preach. They love the Jesus in you. The other thing we see the Magi do is that they worship him with, its, with their gifts. They worshiped him with their gifts. The wise men had not come to receive from Jesus, but to give. The wise men had not come to receive. Imagine they came with no, absolutely no demands. Today what we see is men who accepted Jesus but cannot spend time with him without asking for anything. If you removed the idea of asking in prayer and you told guys just spend time in the presence of God, not many people would know what to do with Jesus. Men will not spend time in prayer if the request for their need is removed from the conversation. Spend time with him. Love him. Love him even on social media. And I've seen, you've seen this, especially young people. 
you've seen people put pictures of them when they had nothing so they are they they are 1gb they don't have very good clothes they don't look good probably that was before they get job they got their jobs and then they put their picture now and the hashtag says aki pesa wewe <laughs> aki pesa wewe and then they'll put their picture when they were single and then they'll put their picture with their partner and say aki mapenzi aki mapenzi wewe but i want us to start a new hashtag that hashtag is aki yesu wewe his work in our lives is seen and we worship him with everything we have even on social media and our antennas are up and we are alert so that we never give glory to any other person in our lives other than Jesus let us stop the atm mentality we only appear when we need you but we don't know how to spend time with you lastly i'd like to say this and i'm done allow his presence in your life to bear spiritual fruit the kingdom of god will not be advanced by theological arguments but by the demonstration of the love of jesus in our lives love has brought more people to the kingdom than theological arguments and i learned this quote from pastangari let people admire him in your life rather than be convinced by your words about him the best way to preach jesus is to show his work in your life let's rise as i ask the worship team to come and we sing this hymn just as i am i come i want to give us a chance probably you're here and you've never really received jesus in your heart in your mind there are all these arguments going on and probably you've met these people we've talked about the the chief priests and teachers of the law and that that doesn't have to be their title but you've just met people in life who like arguing and they've planted a seed in your spirit that what if what if the bible does not is not true and what was said of him what if it was not true and that seed has grown and prevented you from giving your life totally to him i want to give you a chance today to rise above those kind of arguments whether internal or external to rise above and say jesus i come you are the reason for the season adults are in the habit of hijacking the birthdays of young children today you receive a text that says ryan is turning one year come let us celebrate as you spend time in that birthday you start realizing that it has nothing to do with ryan the name ryan is mentioned probably once guys thank you for coming to ryan's birthday then ryan is taken to sleep the whole time the word refill the word can i have another one the word chafua meza is mentioned more the word sherehe the word ongeza volume is mentioned more than whose name and that's what we are doing to jesus it is his birthday guys but as you go to the parties as you spend time with people you will start realizing that it has very little 
to do with Jesus. Very little. And you as the Christian must always remind people and bring them back to the reason for the season. That guys, if it is we are celebrating Christmas, could we share the word of God? Not the whole time, of course. But could we take five minutes and just share the word of God? Five minutes and just pray because he is the reason for the season. Every eye closed, I want to ask if you're here and you have not given your life to Jesus. There are pastors here who will pray with you. Prayer counselors will pray with you. I want to ask that you shoot up one hand. We will see it. And an usher will spot you and you will, we will pray with you. You've never received Jesus as your personal savior. Let me see your hand today. Use is your day. Rise above the arguments. And give your life to Jesus. As we sing this hymn, you could come forward. Reverend Shiramba is here. He'll pray with you. Or people who, who are saying, you know, I give my life to Jesus in high school and then I lost the way and I'd like to rededicate my life to Jesus. We'll also pray with you. Prayer counselors will be here. I'll ask deacons not to leave. I'll ask prayer counselors not to leave immediately. Pray with guys if they need prayer. Just as I am without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou bids me come to Traveling, the Lord, 
as we go to the villages, as we go to the parties, as we go to spend time with family, that we will be the light that reflects who you are. That they will see you in us. Our talk will reflect your talk. Our walk will reflect your walk. Help us, Lord, to be more and more like you all the days of our lives. I pray this trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Woo!